Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are back. I'm I am so glad to be here and have internet and power. <laughs> we had a little bit of an adventure the last couple of days. Well, it was really over Friday night into Saturday morning, and we had a car run into one of the power poles just down the street from our house and knock the power out for our whole neighborhood. It was crazy. Ugh. It was crazy. It was a long night, <laughs> long cold night. Yeah, long, yeah. We woke up in the morning. We're like, it's freezing in here. <laughs> we're not to spring yet. No, no. Right. So we're hoping. Yeah, I hope so. It's supposed to get. I think this week up, up into the fifties and I, things I like that. 50s, yeah. So although now we need like a gradual slow warm up because we don't want flooding. Yeah. It's amazing how delicate. What are you all talking about, Tracy? Bring it on. Do you, guys remember, do you not remember the river going down State Street? I know. I'm just saying, like, there's got to be somebody out there that's like, bring on the floods. <laughs> Probably. Just wipe it all out. We're done. All of downtown, just gone. We don't care. I was down. I okay. So I was driving downtown. Friday night when it was the big rainstorm, right? right. Mm-hmm. We are just getting off the freeway off six South. And we, I literally saw lightning strike a building. Like Whoa. I, like I wanted to say like, Oh my gosh, that was so scary. But I was like, Oh my gosh, that was, that was really cool. Like, <laughs> like I, I know I should have said scary. I know I should have said bad, but I was like, that was so cool. We saw it like hit, all the other things, and then we found out it like lightning hit a plane that had to land in Idaho. Oh my god! Um, and then we were we were um, dropped off to where we were going to eat, and me and my dad got out of the car so that and Dave was going to go park because he's a gentleman. And as we get out of the car, we thought it was just raining. It starts hailing. Yeah. Oh wow! And then we realized that we parked four minute walk from actually where we needed to be. He thought he was dropping us at the front door of where we needed to be, but I had it wrong. Oh no! So oh no! Like, go and you know, we had a little downtown rain adventure. We were getting ready for South Africa. Ah, we there you go. Ready. Perfect. You know, for the terrain. Yeah. Right. Well, well we, I, we blessed the rains down in Africa. So I was going to go there, Tracy. You totally beat me to it. I was totally going there. I mean, I left you wide open. I was waiting to see uh, yeah. who was going to do dun, it. Dun, dun. Well, I just finished rewatching the first season of Yellow Jacket. So planes going down. I totally. Yeah. I haven't watched that at all yet. Oh my god! It's gosh. on my list. Not a Jake show. Not a Jake yeah. show. But oh my gosh. <laughs> I, Jake's Jake's kind of in a weird place with media in general right now. I'll be honest. I'm feeling with books and with some TV shows where there's just so much to consume that I haven't yeah. consumed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That it's overwhelming. And so part of me is just like, I don't know that I want any new shows or yeah. new books. I'm just going to keep reading the ones that I like. And I have something yeah. new that both of you should watch. But Jake, you and your whole fam could yeah. sit down and watch Empower on I've Disney+. I've heard good Plus. things about it. I watched yeah. all the episodes. It's a series and there's only a few episodes. But mm-hmm. it actually, I had to, um, Ty on Multiplane Podcast, I had to say, okay, Ty, 
after I watched the Wanda episode, I think I like that whole area in the MCU a little bit better because they really jumped into Wanda and how they sat down. Like they broke down the series into mm -hmm. how it's all based on the like loss. So like mm -hmm. the first three episodes are your it's denial. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they get into depression and they actually had a psychiatrist come to the writer's room as they're writing the whole series and talk to them about loss and depression and mental health and like all of these things. And it just, I was like, I know that Marvel and Disney, like the details are there, but when you actually break down what they did and all, like they talk about the women of Wakanda as the first episode, and then they talk about Wanda and then they talk about Carol Danvers and then they talk about, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. They don't get into Black Widow. Um, mm -hmm. But it just, I love the deep dives. I love yeah, the deep yeah. dives. Yeah. So, and, and this series, um, so, so first of all, if you're listening to this, go check out Multiplane Podcast so you can see Ty break it down with Val because that's always, it is always entertaining to watch Ty break down anything Marvel. Yeah. He and just really likes it. We had a special guest named Jacob who knows more than Ty about the parks. We got, we got deep into the Swiss family Robinson and the parks and the movie and like all of that. And he knows more than Ty about the parks. So you have a little treat. Wow. Um, all right. That's which, a must, must listen. And I think age of geek is also going to be talking about the empower series as well as female protagonists. Cool. Uh, on an episode that's coming out on Tuesday, so tomorrow from when this episode airs. Um, I won't be on that one. I just couldn't make it work with my schedule this time. But uh, here's my question, though, because the, t the title of the series, and you've just talked to Ty about it, is uh -huh. M Space Power. So it's the letter M, and I thought... There's no space. No... Okay, well, it's the letter M. It's, it's not E-M-P-O-W. It's, it's a giant capital M. And giant capital M. And you know what I thought? <laughs> Mephisto powers. <laughs> Mephisto. I didn't even bring it up in the M. episode because I didn't want our whole episode to be about Mephisto. You know, if I say that name out loud, then everything the I planned is mm -hmm. going to go out the window. And he Down didn't bring it up. Hole. So I was like sitting there the whole time. When is he going to bring it up? When is he going to bring yeah. it up? <laughs> you don't want you don't want to poke that bear because it it's no. It, it's funny it's anytime even a red M. Yeah. yeah. See. Which yep. which could be Marvel, could be Marvel, yep. but it could it also be Mephisto. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, um, every time I see anything, I, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and somebody had posted a classic cover of Mephisto versus the Avengers comic book cover. And every time I see anything Mephisto, I think of Ty. Every time. <laughs> I don't know if that was his goal, Ty. Have you ever seen Mephisto and Ty in the same room? No. 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 I Just have that, that out there. Very good point. Um, so are you Mephisto later? <laughs> we'll find out. the day of the Academy Awards. Before we jump into the um, Creed 2, I'm just wondering because when this episode airs, of course, the winners will have been announced. Who do you guys think is going to take the grand prize? Just gut level, what do you think? For who? What? Best picture. For the Oscars, best picture. I think it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. That's what I think. But too. there could be a sneaky, the Fablemans might come in. Mm -hmm. And 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 break it down, but I I'm hoping by looking at the trends that are going on, um, and sometimes the trend like there's a big upset, and yeah. but everything everywhere all at once. 
The only other one that I'd even say is close would be All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. If that wins, it would have been a quiet win. All Quiet, because it hasn't been in hasn't anyone's won. predictions. I know. I know. Um, and that so, and that, the Oscars are all about the, ups, the upset. Um, so it, I don't see that happening, so but. I don't either, but. I, I, but I'm just saying know, that's what I would say would be the, the next. Oh, I thought we were going off what we think is going to well, win. Well, that too, but I'm just, I'm, you know me. I like to. So I don't know. I think a lot of people want it to be everything, everywhere, all at once. But it would not surprise me if Fableman's won. Just yeah, because that's what of I, what that's it is. That's my same thing as well. And I, just, I, and I think. One of those two. Which, which is great because that would be a great point of discussion for the panel that we're doing at the Zion Film Festival next week on Saturday. Well, I guess it's this week on Saturday. This week. Um, and we are talking about the Academy Awards and voting. Uh, I'm trying it's to think how to get emotionally this. instead of yeah, voting emotionally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Sometimes I think what you'll see at the Academy Awards is you will see the Academy vote for somebody's full body of work instead of what is presented to them this year. And yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that Fableman's is not a good movie, but I don't think sure. that it's Steven Spielberg's best work. But I think because no. he finally did a movie loosely based on his life right. and he is a fantastic filmmaker and almost everybody loves him. There is a small group of people that don't care for him at all. Um, but so if if it wins, I think it's because of emotional merit for his full body of work and not the technical merit that is everything, everywhere, all at once. I agree. <clears throat> so it, I kind of hope that it's the Fablemans because that will give us a good talking point for Saturday. There you go. I mean, I have a list of so many other talking points. I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> but yes, it would. Yes, it would. And that's actually the reason why... I pitched that idea to them because everywhere I was seeing when I pitched that to them a couple of months ago, Fableman's was at the top of the list to win. And then yeah. it was before we had even seen, we hadn't had any award shows yet. Right. Um, and then since the award shows have been happening, um, we've seen every everything everywhere all at once just kind of take a lot of it. If Brendan yep. Fraser wins, I also think that will be an emotional vote. He did a great job in the movie. The movie itself was not a good movie, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I really want to see everything, everywhere, all at once, take every category that it's nominated be in. Because awesome. for me best actor he did such a great job he almost and i know i might get get really bad he, <coughs> i thought he was in supporting i thought he was in best actor i think he's in you he's been in supporting with the other i think he's been in supporting in the other award shows because i know the guy who played elvis got, won one of the big uh, ones yeah the elvis guy and, he yeah. did yeah uh, <clears throat> and i will say this his performance in elvis is pretty Amazing. It is really good, but again, what I usually see again if we go in this we're talking we're going to talk about this a little bit in this panel. But sure. what I usually see at the Oscars is people from the academy being like, but he's still a young kid and so he's yep. got so many other yep. movies coming behind him, so yep. let's go ahead and give it to somebody that has earned their stripes. And, and yeah. they could say the same thing with the Daniels, like they're yeah. young up and coming, this is their first big yeah. hit. Steven Spielberg is, you know, Steven Spielberg. But he also um, has a whole bunch of Oscars. But uh, did you see Michelle Yeoh's tweet that she hurry and took down that's causing some controversy? No, I did not. I can't say controversy. I, I, let's let's hear about so, this controversial. 
<laughs> I love Michelle Yeoh. Yep. And so I know that this post was tongue in cheek. She sh still should not have posted it, but she posted. Um, Kate Blanchett already has a bunch of Oscars, so I think you should give this Oscar to me. Uh, and that's against the rules at the Academy. Uh, the uh, votes are already in, you, but you, it, you cannot, you can say vote for me. You can say vote for my movie. You cannot point a sing, you can't single out a person and or movie in your category. So mm. because she actually said Kate Blanchett, then so if she was already voted to win, they're not going to disqualify her, even though it's against the rules. But if Kate yeah. Blanchett said, hey, these are the rules, yes. I don't think that she should get that, then they could right. take it away. We all know yeah. Kate is not going I was to gonna do say, that. I would be yeah. shocked she's if Kate did. not be, going to do she's that. She's way too classy for that. But, but even though it was tongue-in-cheek, Michelle, yeah. what were you thinking? <laughs> she wasn't. It was a you dumb thing maybe, to say in a moment to be funny, and it obviously. Maybe what we do anyway. is we get Michelle and Kate in a boxing ring and duke it out. I, you know, I feel like they probably have more that they'd like to share about this whole controversy. I'm sure, I'm sure both of them want to keep talking about it for a year. If they would like to come on to Movies That Make Us, we'd love to have them as guests. Michelle, Kate, call <laughs> Let's us. Let's get your people with our people. We don't have people. We are our people. But just, <laughs> Jake's you know, our people. <laughs> just, just, yeah, reach out to me. We'll get it. Jake.deets at ageofgeek.com. Just send me an email. Kate, Michelle, let's make this happen. Uh, I would, I would put the same offer out there for, for Chris Rock and Will Smith, but no, yes. that's too messy. Chris is making it even worse with his Netflix special. So, anyway. I'm excited to see what happens with the Oscars. I think there's some very cool stuff in years. Uh, in the in the last few years, I think there have been some great recognition for some cool things and some cool movies. I hope that continues. And I think everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Um, there's some great moments that could come from the Oscars tonight, tied in with that movie and others. So yeah, exciting stuff. I'd like my. I want Top Gun: Maverick to win. Best picture, okay. I'm just gonna throw it out. I there. mean, that was, the, that was the most fun I had at the movies. But yeah. you're right. Uh, Kay Kwan is a supporting actor along with Brendan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, and uh, Jude Hirsch, and Barry. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say his last name. The other guy from the oh, Banshee of Inisherin. Yeah, Kyoen. I love. I love I that Jud. I love that uh, Jude Hirsch is in there for Best Supporting Actor for like the two minutes that he's in the fable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, um, Paul Mescal, and Bill Nye for living. Um, I think Elvis was great and I would right. love um, Austin Butler to win, but I think at the Academy, it's either going to be Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser. Well, and, it, and it's been so far in all of the major awards, it's been those three that have kind of split the wins. Yeah. Austin Butler. And I think he's only got one and Colin Farrell and um, Brendan Fraser have the others. So, yeah. yeah. So I, but I think just because the way that, that they usually do things at the Academy Awards, which are different than like the SAG Awards or Golden Globes, they all kind of have a different vibe. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. I, I think it's either going to be Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser, but most likely Colin Farrell. If they go totally with 
their feelings, it's going to be Brendan Fraser. Yeah. If they go totally on who did the best performance, it would be Austin Butler. Um, yeah. I kind of wanted Bill Nye to win it, though. I do, too. I Just because living, I love him so much and Living was such a good movie. And you're being emotional. Really, no, it was yeah, also that, a really good movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that it would. So this is, okay, best actor to me is very similar and best actress, both of them, same thing. Very similar to me with like an MVP in a sports league. And oftentimes it goes to the best player in the best team or uh, with movies, the best actor or actress in the best movie. But really, sometimes the most valuable player is the best player on a really crummy team. And the only reason they're any good at all is because of that one player. And Bill Nye, the Living is a great story, but he carries that film from without start that, to finish. Without him in that movie? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think if you're talking about the best performance by an actor in a lead role, it's hard not to discount Bill Nye compared yeah. to Austin Butler or, you know... And it was just were a also quiet great. movie, and he's kind of a quiet, yeah. like it's he's a sleeper. He would be the true upset in that category. Like it's not going to happen. He's not going to yeah. win it, and he knows it. Like he's he's at home right now, and he knows he's not going to win it. He didn't. He's not writing a speech. He understands. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, Austin, I Austin Butler as Elvis was <laughs> just incredible to me. What did you he say? Was, he was. I said, I hope he's not at home. I hope he's getting ready for the ceremony tonight. Like, even if he's not going to win, I hope he's there. Oh, yeah. I forgot what time it is. Yeah. Free party. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, exciting stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll put reactions up. We'll let you guys know our thoughts, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Tracy, there is hope for all is quiet on the Western front. I don't think anybody it is a or good most, people, That's a good most people weren't picking Coda last year. That kind of surprised a lot That's of a people. Point. So... Yeah, I um, like the upsets. I think the upsets keep people on their toes, but I don't like the upsets when it's a movie that totally doesn't deserve it. Like, yeah, you're yeah. like, why is that even in there? It's like, seriously, I will burn this place down if Triangle of Sadness oh wins anything. Oh. Triangle of Sadness <laughs> is a burning pile. It is like terrible. the last 30 minutes of the movie is good. I didn't even make it to, that far. To get you there, I, I like, didn't make it. If I hated someone, and I don't really hate anybody, but if somebody came up to me and I really wanted them to be miserable for two and a half hours, I'd be like, you know what, you should check out. <laughs> and I would tell them to go watch that movie. And I'd be uh -huh. like, but you, you got to wait until you're like two hours, like 20. There's this awesome thing that happens. There's nothing awesome that happens. <laughs> but you just keep watching. It does get better, but it takes so long and so much I couldn't ridiculousness. Do it. And can I say also, I used to really care about the Academy Awards. Like I used mm -hmm. to just yep. get so excited about watching it. Don't even talk to me while it's mm -hmm. on. Like since I was a little kid, I don't really care that much anymore. Do you think it's because I watch so many movies that I'm getting to the point where I'm like one of those people that's been a film critic for so long that they don't like any fun at all? I don't think so. No, you're not one of those. If I ever all, get though. to that point, you you need to have an intervention with me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're Val, not. You yeah. don't like any movie anymore. No, you no. really, you do. You like, it, it's, I think it's hard because it's like so politicized now in a lot of ways. And it's like. I don't mind the politics. I, I don't know. It's just, there, I'm with you though. There's something that's not as. as magical. As magical or exciting or. You know what there's not enough of? 
There's not enough slapping at the Oscars. I think if more people got slapped at the Oscars, they'd get they would get more ratings. It was, if it was, it was more violent. I, I think there are people that are tuning in to see who gets slapped this year. I know I, I think am. so too. And I am I'm not condoning in. violence outside of a designated violent area. Well, there's a new show yeah. on uh, Netflix called Slap Fight. I don't even want to talk about that. It, it, what a weird Tracy, show. Can we have a slap fight? Maybe, maybe this was Michelle Yeoh's plan all along. It's like professional wrestling. She's planting the seeds on social wow. media to tell the story. So then Kate Blanchett's gonna slap her at the Oscars, and that'll okay. be the big that'll go. be the big thing. So I'm tuning in for that. That's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So Tracy's hoping it. all is quiet on the Western Front might win. I'm hoping for a slap from Kate from Kate Blanchett. My favorite hit of the week (laughs) was The Last of Us last week. Oh, Oh, the end. And the the finale was last night. Yeah. Finale was last night. Literally, that's I know we're talking about this. It comes out Monday. You know that we're waiting for the Oscars to come on. You know that we record on Sundays. Um so I'm I'm really just more excited about The Last of Us than yeah. I am about the Oscars. And Sammy, my daughter, is losing her crap because she's like, the season finale, what am I supposed to do when it's over? Like she is so invested in this show <laughs> that like she last week when she was watching or this this last week when she was watching the previous episode, because she was a couple days behind, she's literally Snapchatting us her reactions <laughs> on what's going on. And I guess I was talking to her her boyfriend, and she was like screaming at the TV, and then she's crying, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "It's just just an emotional roller coaster." <laughs> well, I, I I think that goes back to the Academy Awards kind of lost their luster. Because in years past, everybody avoided that Sunday. There was nothing else on. Like, yeah. you'd never put your season finale up against that. That would be no. suicide. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what? You could put your season finale up against our Patreon episodes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to try to segue anyway. <laughs> if you have not become a patron on our Patreon, which most of you haven't, we know we have the numbers. Uh, this is a great time to go and support us. We would love to have you. Uh, we uh, we start at $3 for our bottom tier level. That gives you access to exclusive episodes that are only available on our Patreon. Uh, we make them available audio and video. Uh, plus, you'll get some other exclusive content that we'll add later. So it uh, starts at $3, then $6, then $12. Like, seriously, we're not breaking anybody's bank here. Uh, we would love to have you as a supporter. And that helps us keep the lights on. And it will help us with some more things down the road that we would like to do. And I came up with another idea of what our highest tier could get. Our producer level, is it our producer level? Uh, Executive producer. Executive producer level. level. So at least once a year, but maybe twice, we do some really fun fundraising events and they require seats. And I think that if you are an executive producer, you will get reserved seats in the VIP areas of these locations. So let's say you don't want to show up to the bar for our Disney trivia until right before, because you know, you have things to do. We will go ahead and reserve your table. If you say that you're coming and you're an executive producer, I will put a little name tag on the table for you. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So there you go. It just keeps getting better. Kind of like (laughs) the Creed series. (laughs) Yay! Yes! 
So we are going to talk about Creed 2 today. That is the oh, movie we're talking about. My, I didn't bring, I have my things. Oh yeah, you got boxing gloves from They're the, in the from other the room. show. I was kind of just wearing them around the house the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like you do, you know, just walking around with boxing gloves on. I, I, like, uh, I like the idea of Val like in a fuzzy robe. No, I got the silky robe, gloves. man. No, but I'm thinking like a yeah. fuzzy bathrobe, boxing gloves, and you're just balancing a, a cup of hot cocoa in between the gloves, you know? Just sipping, having your day. Living my best life. (laughs) So we have been talking about Creed. We talked about the first Creed movie. We gave you an insight to our thoughts on Creed 2. We're going to have another Patreon episode, which is going to be Creed 3 coming up. We're giving you plenty of time to go watch Creed 3, which you can still see in theaters. But I have hinted Creed 2 is my favorite Creed movie. Out of all three movies, this one is my favorite. And it might be in my top three out of the whole franchise mm. of Rocky Creed movies. I don't I don't know. I don't know that I would say that you've hinted at it, Val. I think you've thought <laughs> out said it at least two or three times that it is Whatever. your favorite. Semantics. <laughs> hey guys, I'm hinting. Pay attention. Is coming. Um, yeah, this this was a, a good one, and I uh, I like the direction they went in it, um, bringing in Drago from you know Rocky Four, and of course the ties with uh, you know Apollo Creed and everything. And this it's so rare for a sequel to come out and be that same level as the original, especially. For me, Creed really came out of there and I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And so mm-hmm. I was hesitant about the sequel because I'm like, yeah, but now, great. Now they're bringing in the Dragos and and that's great. And I'm excited about it, but they could totally screw this up and it could totally be awful. And um, I was really, really, I really enjoyed it. Surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And I'm going to sound awful. I, I like it, but it's my least okay. favorite of Creed's. Like okay. to me... The first one was familiar, but yet took it in different directions that I was expecting. This one went pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to go, which is fine. Yeah. But that's which I me. think is like for me, the reason why Creed 2 is my favorite is because it follows Rocky in that formula almost to a T. Like we watch the Rocky yeah. movies because we know what's what's going to happen. Right. But we don't know how emotional and how action-packed they're going to be because you know they're all a little bit different but they follow this timeline and for me i was like okay like they've really you've got rocky still in this one you've got him going through you know the motions of trying to get creed to where he needs to be and to really be focusing on his fighting and why he's fighting instead of just this battle of i have to fight my dad was a fighter i you know and then really getting for me rocky and the rocky movies are emotional roller coasters like they just are Mm -hmm. it's rocky is fighting for his life most of the time and then you get into creed and he has to figure out why he's fighting right because he did get plucked out of a place where you could you could see why he would want to be a fighter into this kind of nice world when Mm -hmm. he moves into bel-air right And then you get the emotions of you're going to be fighting the son of the man who killed your dad. And he thinks that that's 
enough to win. But then you get to meet Drago and you get to meet, you get to see where they live and what they lost since he lost the fight with Rocky. And you get to see what they're fighting for. They wake up at the butt crack of dawn every day to go and run and train. And then they have to go work a job, which is basically training because it's a very mm -hmm. physical job. And then they go back and the whole coloring of when you get to see the Dragos, like mm -hmm. it's all this like gray, sad, cold, miserable life that they have now. And when Rocky says like, he has nothing to lose. Like he is scary. And he's like, I'm scary. <laughs> It's like, you're, yeah. you're not scary. Yeah. You're yeah. not scary. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so he has to go all the way down. He has to lose everything, which is what happens to Rocky, before he can come back and be a champion. It is my favorite training scene in any of the Creed movies. That's in the desert. When he has to go fight, he's won, right? He's won all these things. And he's going in the desert with these fighters who have never been given the chances that he's been given and they're out there fighting for their lives and he has to build himself back up and he's nothing out there whereas if you take him mm -hmm. to his gym he's everything right so to me i love that scene so much see i i, I the rocky four training montage is my favorite hands down well, it's yes, it's definitely good, but this one for Creed is my favorite Creed training scene. Oh, okay, okay, that's what All I right. said. All Creed. Right. All right, I missed it. You uh, did. Sorry, you did. Tracy just that. wants to say "butt" to me. This is going to be that but, episode. Butt but, Val. Butt but, Val. Butt Val. Val. But Val. Um, no, it's it's my favorite Creed training. I mean, the first one was so good, and you had the motorcycles, yeah. and you have the the thing, and you got the whatever. This I would say is, that's that's Creed training. This yeah. to me is also the reason why I love Iron Man 3 is because he has to go so low. He has to go rock bottom to learn why he's why he is who he is because I don't think he knew who he was before. Right. You know, he had like an idea of who he was trying to be and who he thought he needed to be. But by the end of that training, you know, he knows who he is and what he wants. The, the yeah. foot in the tire thing I thought was great. Like that's, that's brutal. And it makes sense because that's how he has to fight Drago. He's got to get inside. He's yeah. got to go to the body. Yeah. But I was just, I'm just thinking, man, cause so much of boxing is all about the footwork and to just be like stuck there and just trade blows. I, that that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I do really like the training. Oh, and the medicine ball on the head. Yeah. He's like pulling it up by his head. I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Not good. That one, I watch him do it, and I'm like, I'm tired just watching yeah. like that. Which, <laughs> my, my neck hurts having watched that. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy the training montage in this one. I do really appreciate. So in in Rocky Four, we get Ivan and we see him, and very, very appropriate for the time and the way that. Uh, Russians are depicted in general is this great unknown. Like we don't know. There's no backstory to Ivan Drago. He's he's there. He's a boxer. He's been built, but that's because he's from behind the Iron Curtain, and that's that mystery that they, in order to create a whole people and a whole country as your enemy, they've got to be the other, and to keep them as the other, you can't know them and you can't understand them. Mm -hmm. And with this, we get to 
get to see what happened to him afterward. And he becomes a much more sympathetic character than he was after Rocky four, you know, Rocky four. It's like, yeah, we beat the big bad Russians. And in 1989, like that, that's all you really needed in a movie was beating the big bad Russians. Um, But now it's like, Oh, but then what happened afterward and how he lost everything and, and his drive and his push to get Victor to be as good as he is and to be even better is because he lost everything and he that wants glory. better for his son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we find out that his wife or ex-wife is the real like villain of the whole world. She's just yeah. an awful human being. Like the ex-wife, she is not... like that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, Oh man, I've seen ice Queens before, but she is like, <laughs> Like I felt you feel bad for the Dragos and you like I don't know that I ever had a whole lot of sympathy yeah. for Ivan Drago at all in the Rocky movies until this movie comes along because you get to see the other side of it. Um and I and then I, I the find end, that he kind of stuff interesting. Son. He picks his son yeah. over winning. Yeah. And it just yep. is so good, you guys. Like Gross. it may not technically be the best but movie but for me like it is my favorite because one you get to see walls broken down everywhere mm-hmm. you get to see you know tessa thompson and michael b jordan their characters really melt together and they really start becoming who they're gonna be because we are kind of see them growing up in the first one and now we get to see who they are and who they're gonna be and then you know his relationship with his mom and how that's going and his relationship with rocky and how that is a little yeah. bit rocky you know and but him, Rocky also letting go and you can kind yeah. of see him letting, like stepping back a little and letting go and letting him, you know, kind of I, become his own. I love, I love the proposal in this when he proposes yes. to Bianca <laughs> yes. because it is, it is so awkward and I just, and I need that. It, you know, I, one of the things that I adore about the series overall from, from Rocky until Creed three is the relationships that are depicted there, whether it's Rocky and Adrian or uh, Adonis and Bianca, like they just, they make each other better. That's the one thing that I always appreciate about Adrian. She made Rocky better. He made her better. And it's the same thing with Bianca and Donnie. They make each other better. And um, seeing that, like you don't see a lot of relationships in movies that are depicted like that it's either mm-hmm. they're they're just not usually but that should be a goal in any relationship that you and your partner make each other better and you bring out the best in each other and balance each other out and i feel like we see that in this and when he proposes and she didn't hear a word he said and then she turns around he's just there on the ring on his knee with the ring and she just closes the door after after this heartfelt speech yes <laughs> that rocky tells him to do which is funny that rocky's in the hallway like giving him advice like, well, what are you yeah. gonna say well maybe you should go say that how did you how did you ask adrian oh we were at the zoo there was a tiger like <laughs> how, how, how about you join me in life huh yeah <laughs> just that so, he's out there giving him romantic advice was right? just funny to me yeah so one of the things that all, that intrigued me with Creed and then mm-hmm. continues on in Creed 2 is that Bianca has her progressive hearing loss. Yeah. Um, and so for those that, that don't know, I've, we've mentioned it on the show. 
Um, but I have three kids who have progressive hearing loss. And so when she said that, like that was always really interesting to me and that she could potentially lose everything. Um, and it's interesting too. I've looked into this a little bit. Uh, Tessa Thompson has said from the very beginning that she's like, I don't want Bianca to ever lose her hearing completely. She said, because I'm not deaf. I'm not a member of the deaf community. And I don't want to represent a character who, who is, That's cool. um, and, and I, respect that a lot she she like and that's why in creed 3 she spoilers she doesn't lose her hearing that's a very minor spoiler for the movie <laughs> but they find a way to bring in that deaf community and culture in mm-hmm. a different way um but this one from that standpoint is probably one of the most poignant for me because i get to see on screen this journey that they go through with their daughter that's born mm-hmm. Um, and finding out whether or not she's hearing and what that's going to look like. Um, I, I can't, I'm not deaf. I, I don't know what it's like to be deaf, but I do know what it's like to be the parent of a child with hearing loss. And there are moments in this movie that I get incredibly emotional because they depict it so well and so mm-hmm. accurately, you know, uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he's talking to Rocky and, you know, Rocky's like, so what about the hearing? And he's like, I, you know, we don't know yet. And he's like, but, but everything's going to be okay. And Rocky's like, well, what if it isn't? He's like, I can't even think like that. Well, yeah, but you got to, cause that's a possibility. So what if it's not? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. And then Rocky asks him, well, are you still going to love her? He's like, man, how can you even ask that? Of course I will. All right. You can't be sorry, feeling sorry for her. She's not feeling sorry for herself. That's not what she did. And like, just that whole conversation, like, I wish I had a Rocky in my corner at that time in my life. Cause that is a very hard time, yeah. but you've got to come to that realization that like, okay, so what if, and you find out nothing really changes because you love your kid regardless. And it doesn't really matter. And that you've got to be, I, I don't know. It's just very powerful. And like the scene where they're sitting there and she's going through the tests, man, we went through all of those tests so many times. And, you know, she's got the, all the electrodes on her head and everything. And you're completely not trained as a medical person or an audiologist or anything, but you're asking those questions. What are, what are we looking for? Yeah. yeah, I know that feeling when you're watching and you're not seeing any of the spikes that they're saying you're looking for. And you're like, okay. It was awesome. Yeah. It was look, so well look done. from them to each other through yeah. the window. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have to say anything and yeah. it was so powerful. And then like when he can't get her to stop crying. So he takes her to the gym. That's <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. He takes her to the gym And he has this moment and realization where you see this light go on, you know, and he knows that he's going to be able to do this Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he knows what's important to him. And he, it's just, that's why this one is so great. It's just, it's so much emotions. It's so entangles their lives together. Not only that, but Bianca, then she, performs as he's walking out so now the music and and, and his lyrics. like and the lyrics are so great That's but like great. so they're they are a team 
yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They're a team. And, and that's what that whole song is about. Yeah. And so for me, that's this one. Like I just have chills right now. It, it's, it's something that Rocky tried to do, right? He tried to be a dad. He tried mm -hmm. to be a mm -hmm. family person. He tried to do all these things, but it just didn't really work out for him. And the fact that now he is mentoring and, you know, Creed and his family. And by the time we get to Creed three, and I'll talk about this again, you know, when we do that episode, it's like Jake, like you said, that you don't often see re relationships like this depicted in movies. They're either really cheesy and like so far, like mm -hmm. one way that it's not believable or they're just so toxic and hostile, but you right. also don't see healthy relationships when it comes to people that are in sports relationships. When you have one athlete or a musician, mm -hmm. those are usually really toxic. You yeah. also don't see a great relationship and family when it comes to seeing a black couple and their kid. So That's in true. this series of movies, you have, a volatile athlete, you know, somebody that fights all the time. You have a musician who is also losing her hearing, dealing with something that could easily spiral someone else out of control. And then you have their, a black family. This is something in this series of movies that you don't see anywhere else. Right. And for me, by the time we got to Creed three, I just sat there in the theater and I just thought, I don't know if people understand how groundbreaking having this Creed trilogy is for a big part of our population and mm -hmm. being able to see someone that represents them on screen in so many levels, like Jake, it represents you and your family, right? Mm -hmm. It represent it, it, you feel just like in the Rocky movies, you feel like your feelings are up there no matter who you are across the board. But then there are huge population of people who have never seen themselves represented on the big screen or very little. And you see it in such a positive way. Yeah, they have issues. They have troubles just like everyone else, but it doesn't turn into what it usually turns into. They stick by each yeah. other, you know? So I just, I don't know. It's I Creed is, so good in so many ways, but Creed 2 to me, because everything just really, you see it coming together. And, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I just love it. I, uh, talking about the scene at the gym with his daughter, to me, there, there's a lot of parallels in the Creed movies to the Rocky movies. And when we talk about Creed 3, I'm really going to draw on some parallels there, but, but in Rocky 2, you know, as he's going through the training and he's trying to figure stuff out as they're getting ready for the rematch. And Adrian's just not on board with him fighting Creed again. Mm -hmm. And there's the moment in the hospital after the baby's born and she finally wakes up and she tells him, she's like, I want you to do something for me. She says, win. And like, that's the moment where like before that he's training and Mick's like, dude, you're just not into this. You're just what's wrong. And that's the moment where he gets it right. And he's like, okay, that's it. She said, when she's in my corner, I'm ready to go. To me, Donnie's moment comes in the gym. Like you said, Val, when he's <laughs> punching that bag and he starts getting into his rhythm and he's there with his daughter, that's his win moment where he mm -hmm. realizes I can do this. I've got to, but I've got to give it my all. And he's all in. 
And it's just a powerful moment for me, mm-hmm. even though it's not, it's not Bianca telling him to go out there and win. It's almost his daughter, Amara, telling him. Well, I think it almost with his background of him being, and we learn more about it in the, the Creed 3 movie, but he's been unsure his entire life. And mm-hmm. that when I said like the light turns on when he's in that gym, yeah, he understand he understands what's important to him, but he also understands that he knows he can do it, that he's worthy enough to be there, that it's not because his dad was who his dad was mm-hmm. or Rocky is who Rocky is. He can win. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh it's hard to explain that scene. There are so many great moments that don't have any dialogue in episode in, in number two and uh, Mm -hmm. in the second movie. And I, to me, that's so powerful when you have a director and you have writers and you have actors that all understand that you don't have to be filling the screen with words the entire time for it to be powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Creed 2. Let's give it a grade. We'll go with Tracy first. That's I think it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a B. I enjoy it. I, I, I feel like I enjoy it more now after this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like it didn't, it just didn't surprise me that the way that the, the first one and third one did yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still a really, really, really good movie. I'm, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go a minus on it. I really love this movie. I I gave Creed an A. I do think it's a little bit better than this one, mm-hmm. but a minus. Like I will, when I watch when I watch these movies, I will typically start at Rocky, and within like three or four days, I've gotten up through Creed too. So it's not like I would I sit and I just binge them. I love mm-hmm. them, and I um. Okay, that's not true. I start at Rocky, go through four, skip five, and then finish the rest of the series. But but this is not one that I skip, and I look forward to getting to it because I know I'm going to feel things. I know that it's going to hit me in a way. Uh, I don't have the same issue with not being surprised, Tracy. I think this is something for me. I don't mind going to this kind of movie and sitting down and getting exactly what I'm expecting to get. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me as much. But yeah. I do appreciate when something new is added. And I think that's yeah. why Creed bumps up just a little bit more than Creed two, but it's close. It's close. Yeah. I think, and for me, there's a few reasons why this is an a plus for me. Um, one is, is the first Creed movie was so good. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, there's no way they can come back. They can beat the music from the original Creed movie because that soundtrack, if you love hip hop is amazing. Um, and Creed two comes in and that soundtrack's even better. You get to Creed three. It's even better. Like the music has always been a huge part of the Rocky franchise. And I think they, the fact that they make it is equally important um, in the Creed movies is great for me. It also came out um, at the beginning of my divorce um, that I was going through and sitting in that theater one and I and I told you I would tell you this story last week, um, but I went to the screening, the press screening of this movie, and it was a press screening mixed with winners with audience members. And in 
the row behind us. There was only one row behind the press section. And the reps put a mom and her two kids behind me. Mm. And the kids didn't want to be there. Why would they want to be there? They're like two and three years old and they're running around and they're kicking seats and they're doing all these things. And I'm just feel bad for the kids because like, I get it. Moms need to go out. I have been there. I have been in that situation, but it's just like taking your dog to the pride festival and I can get all the hate messages I want about this. It's hot out there. The streets are hot. Dogs don't want to be at the pride festival. They want to be at home eating treats and waiting for you to get there. Right. Kids Mm -hmm. do not. Little two-year-olds don't want to sit through a movie in a movie theater. They want to get up and run around and go eat and do all those things. So I was like, oh, great. (laughs) So I still liked it, but I missed a lot of it because of these kids that were sitting behind me. So then I went out on my first blind date. It was like my first date from swiping. Like I was on one of the Mm -hmm. dating apps or whatever. And So we went and met at a pizza place and I told Sammy, I said, this is what he looks like. This is where I'm going to be. Then we're going to go see Creed too. And she showed up at the pizza place just to put mints on the table so she could look the guy in the eye. She's like, Hey, and we're both sitting there and she's just put some mints on the table just to have a reason. She looks at the guy, she looks at me and she, she walks out and my and he's like, I'm like, that was my daughter. And he's like, okay. She just was like making sure I wasn't a serial killer. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that is awesome. Sammy. And I'm still friends with that guy. He just turned um, 47 and he lives in North Carolina and he has a new fiance. They're expecting their first baby. So congratulations. Well, you can be friends with people that you've dated. Mm-hmm. Um, so then him and I went to see that movie and all in the row next to us is all of these young kids with their phones on the entire movie. I was losing my mind. How can I just sit through this movie in peace? So I had to go see it the next day, matinee, by myself. And just like, it took me three tries to get this movie. That's and funny. then once it was streaming, I watched it, it almost every night because the message of you can pick yourself back up. You are mm-hmm. not your past. Yeah. You can do, you know, all these things. It was just, it just gave, it was healing for me. And I think we all have that movie that may not be an A to everyone else, but because you've attached these things to it, mm-hmm. it, it makes it even more. So that's why I'm very biased towards the creed. <laughs> Luckily they are good movies, Yes, but to yeah. me, they mean something more than what we're just seeing on the big screen. So long story short, not really a plus, but I had to remember to, I said I was going to tell that story and then I made you wait till the end. And we got a bonus Sammy sighting. So that was always good. That and one of the better ones. I don't know yeah. if there's a lot that top that sighting. That's no, pretty that's, great. That's right up there. Yeah. Well, there you go. There are our grades for Creed 2. Um, I hope that you've had the opportunity to go see Creed 3. If you haven't, please take that opportunity. Uh, these are great movies. It needs to be uh, seen on the big screen. Go see it in the big I, screen. Yeah, it really does. And and I'm trying to be careful about saying that because I know a lot of people like to wait for streaming, and I don't want to make it feel like I'm just pulling for like going to the movies because I want theaters to exist and whatever, but no, this is definitely one that you want to see on the big screen. Yeah. Um, So uh, if you haven't taken the chance to do so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Um, and make sure you share this episode with friends, neighbors, loved ones. I don't, we don't really care. Share rivals? it with people. Rivals. Rivals. Right. Share it with rivals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, I have one. You probably do. You just don't know who they are yet. <laughs> they know. They know you're they're your rival. They're, they're, they're out there with a with a Steve Buscemi list. Yes. Yeah. And pretty soon you're gonna these... be crossed off because you're gonna yeah. do something good again, like you always do. And they're gonna be like, yep. okay, well, I I don't I'll just cross his name off. And then they'll put the lipstick on. <laughs> that is a classic moment from a classic. Well, okay, it's a classic moment from a movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that Billy Madison ages quite as well as you think it does. Well, there's I think that's it one of does. those that has to live in the memory banks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like I think I'd be disappointed if I went back and watched it right now, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know why. But that moment is definitely a classic moment. So. All right, there you go. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we always appreciate it. We will be back next week with not a Creed movie. So if you want, if you're thinking, wait, Very this is a trilogy, where's the third movie? Join our Patreon, become a patron there, and you'll be able to see our Creed 3 episode once we have it recorded and up. That will be soon. But next week, it is Tracy's birthday, and we are, we're, we've got a banger for you. For his birthday. <laughs> wait, so let me, let me justify this. <laughs> This one. We have a banger for you. <laughs> so we are, we often talk very fun movies, which is great. Uh-huh. Is you know yes, but we are movies that make us, and this particular movie really is important to me on a lot of levels, which we'll get into. Um, and I'm also known a lot of times as being very silly when it comes to movies. Like I enjoy the heck out of Sharknado. I'd like if if it's like a giant shark movie, I'll probably watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and this one is one that I think is a it's not silly a little bit more of the serious it's side. Opposite Tracy. Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit more on the serious side. <laughs> All right. So next week we are talking about the fountain. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, it, it will be a good conversation. So thank you so much for listening. And until then, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 